1: Welcome to the Cosmo Happy Hour. It's everything you would talk about with your best friends, from sex to celebrity to entertainment. From the editors of Cosmopolitan.com, this is the Cosmo Happy Hour with Elisa Benson.
2: Welcome to Cosmo Happy Hour. It's every hour at Cosmopolitan.com is a happy hour, but I'm Elisa Benson. I'm in the room with Amy O'Dell, the editor of Cosmopolitan.com, and Charles Manning, our style editor, and Carly Cardolino, beauty expert. And we are talking about Fashion Week. We are actually in the midst of Fashion Week right now. Amy and Charles, you guys just came from a show, right?
0: Yeah, it was like a presentation in, uh, in, in the designer's home, actually.
1: In the designer's home? Yeah, it was a really enormous townhouse. As Charles said, it's home decorating goals
2: home decorating goals but you would if you're going to invite people into your home during fashion week you have to be home decor goals
1: that's very true
2: yeah Yeah. I feel like that's mandatory
1: I felt disgusting as soon as I walked into the house because it was like the house was really overdressed and I am like may as well be wearing gym clothes compared to like the niceness of their furniture
2: (laughs) So, you know, that actually, I wanted to talk about that right away, what people wear to Fashion Week. So, you're wearing your gym
1: clothes, Amy. I'm wearing very colorful floral pants and a white t-shirt. It's really hot in New York today. It's like in the 90s and it's really humid. So that would be not goals. That would be not goals.
0: And I pretty much wear the same thing when it's Fashion Week or not, because it's it's Women's Fashion Week, and no one really cares what I dress like. Right. Because I'm a boy. You're a boy. Well, a Just, man, really. I know
2: you guys can't see Charles, but he is, in fact, a man, I can confirm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Fashion Week. So, you know, we were talking about this um, coming in today. The origin of Fashion Week is really this industry event. The whole idea, the whole origin of it, whenever it started. I'm actually not sure when Fashion Week started, but the whole idea of it. Was it was a it,
0: rainy day in October. <laughs> Of 1982.
2: Right, exactly. That's Charles all made is lying. Up. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> but the not whole facts. origin, not packs. The whole origin of Fashion Week is that it's this industry event. You know, you have to designers have to put on these runway shows so editors and buyers for department stores that want to pick out clothes can actually see the clothes and know what they want to put in their magazines or in stores. So it started as this working event where people would go because they had to work. But I think over in more recent time, especially with the internet and social media, it's really become this sort of where you go to be seen and be seen. There's a lot of gleaning and excitement around the industry. So in some ways, you know, we have something that started as a working event that you had to go to shows to see these clothes. But now you can see images of clothes as soon as they hit the runways online and on social media. So you guys are all insiders in the fashion industry. What is the point of Fashion Week today? Why do we still do it? People can see these clothes immediately.
1: Why do we still have these big elaborate and very expensive runway shows? That's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> I honestly don't know, but- I think it's a really great point that you made that it's a trade show because cars have trade shows, boats have trade shows, probably cat food has trade shows. You know what I mean? Right. So it's just an industry it's an industry event and because of the way that because celebrities go now. I mean it's kinda weird that celebrities go because celebrities aren't like, oh, I have to be front row at the car show. right? It's right. a little bit weird. And I've read um, industry people talking about how that was a major shift for Fashion Week was when celebrities started going and sitting front row at shows. And when right. you have celebrities starting to go and they've been doing that for a long time. This is not new that they go to Fashion Week, as we know. But when you have celebrities going there, it becomes a celebrity news story. So then you have the Entertainment Tonight's and the People magazines and the Us weeklies, and, you know, even Cosmopolitan.com will cover Fashion Week in a different way. We'll send reporters to interview celebrities front row. I used to do that. That used to be my very unglamorous um, entry-level reporting job.
2: Right. And Amy, we definitely want to talk about that. Amy just wrote her first book. It's called Tales from the Back Row, and it's actually all about what we're talking about, which is sort of being this person that moved from Austin, Texas, to New York City to pursue this industry of fashion. One thing I was talking to Amy about that I think is so interesting about her book, it's a very glamorous industry, but, you know, Amy, you were somebody that was really here to work. You know, you're busting your ass to go to these shows throwing microphones in people's faces trying to interview celebrities trying to literally throwing them in their faces (laughs) literally painfully throwing them and you know i think that side of it when you talk about the glamour of the industry i think you forget that it is still this working event and so amy i you know what was your when you think back in the process of writing this book where you're talking about all your memories of fashion week what was that sort of first moment for you like of going to fashion week
1: So when I first went to Fashion Week, I was a party reporter, meaning I would go to events and interview celebrities and try to turn what they said into news items. I did that for New York Magazine, and I remember going to Fashion Week and being extremely, extremely scared because everyone is dressed really expensively, and I was probably 21 and had nothing nice to wear. Um, But it didn't really matter because what I was doing was going to shows and going front row and kneeling at the feet of celebrities who were seated there and trying to get a soundbite that would make headlines. Mm -hmm. So that's not really very glamorous. And then I would sit in the back row or I would stand behind the people in the back row. Tales from the standing section (laughs) didn't quite have the same ring to it as Tales tales from 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 the back row. (laughs)
2: Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, so, and, and I think... I love the title of your book, "Tales from the Back Row." This idea of being in the least glamorous position in this very glamorous industry, and um, I think that that's a thing that maybe outsiders aren't totally familiar with. Like where you are sat at a fashion show is your rank, and it's like the think of that Mean Girls cafeteria scene where you know Janice draws the map of where all the cool people sit. It's like that is exactly Fashion Week, and where you're placed is everything about who you are.
1: Yeah, I think in the book I compare um, the fashion industry to a high school cafeteria. Um, I'd be curious to know, Carly and Charles, if you, if you feel the same way. Um, but oh, yeah, yes, eating. Yeah, no e- <laughs> no eating, Charles. Um, it's actually, actually probably probably true, but um, a lot of bottled water though, and green juice. The show we just went, they had um, tiny bottles of kombucha and um, green juice on ice. Wait, And, what and is, like an ice bucket.
2: What is kemb- kombucha? I don't even know what that is.
1: It's gross. I think.
2: Is it brown? I'm imagining brown.
1: It can it's be a <laughs>
2: right. I'm like instead of talking about fashion week, let's talk about this weird That's gym. a whole other episode. Yeah, it's like that, weird juices. Yeah, we we'll talk weird forever about episode. that.
1: Yeah. Um but what was I talking about previously? Yeah, cafeteria. sort of this this idea of the oh, whole that, that it's like social high school hierarchy. Cafeteria. So yeah, so it's like a high school cafeteria and the cool girls sit in the very front row and then you get progressively less cool as you move back.
2: Right. Right. And I I think You know, Amy, you talk a lot in your book about how the internet has sort of, like, caused upheaval for the fashion industry in the sense that all of a sudden you can be some podunk blogger with a great camera or, like, a husband with a great camera who takes amazing pictures of you. You can build a following for street style. And all of a sudden, like, a shift we've seen in the industry over the past few years is that all of a sudden these people these bloggers are sort of sitting front row next to the storied Anna Wintour editors of the world, which is, you know, you're sort of capturing the fashion industry at this really unique moment where there is a lot of change.
1: Yeah. And I think that's just like media as well. I mean, we're not just editors. We're here recording a podcast. I mean, we all have to be multifaceted stars. Sure. As as we all know now. (laughs) Charles is about to laugh.
0: No, Um, no, never.
1: And. And
2: it's interesting, I think, I was thinking about this on the way over here. I don't know why I keep saying that. I'm like, I was thinking about this
1: on the way over. You don't over. think about anything, I know. I don't least, think so. about anything. Why do I have to let everyone know I was thinking? <laughs> um, but You never think about Fashion Week. <laughs> <laughs> you probably didn't think about it until last night when I was like, will you do a Fashion Week podcast? Right.
2: <laughs> I was like, what's a Fashion Week? It's like, did you just Google Fashion Week? <laughs> um, but, you know, one thing that's really interesting about the pressure of social media, you know, covering the industry and in this you have to do it in real time you have to show everyone that you were there you have to be the first person to tweet a picture you have to do a snapchat story a periscope all these different social media things what's so interesting about that is ultimately the de- the designer loses complete control over you know like you search the new york fashion week hashtag and it's a few good photos and it's a lot of terrible blurry like back row images what do you guys think is you know that's the way it's moving. Everyone has to be social media savvy to survive nowadays. But do you guys think there's any danger in that? Like, are, are there any designers out there that are saying, "I don't want any social media. I want to control the image of my brand and my clothes."
0: I mean, they all want to control everything uh, to it to sort of a really extreme extent. Like, uh, what do you mean? They, you know, they would love to be able to uh, dictate exactly what goes out. Like, if there was like a way approve that they, yeah, every yeah, I think, and that's why that's why I think a lot of designers struggle with platforms like uh, like Snapchat because there is no approval, right? And so they are, you know, it's big business, and there's so much riding on getting it right and on, you know, this idea of whatever their brand is, and often their brand, and I'm using air quotes with my fingers, um, <laughs> is sort of at odds, ends up being at odds with um, who their real customer is, I think. So, you know, they'll get really excited about their idea of their customer, but you know, it could really just be like some girl in the middle of nowhere who wants to just, um, you know, who's just gonna like, she's not wearing this to like some gala or some, you know, fantastical art gallery opening. She's, you know, she's just wearing it to work or she's just has it in her closet and hasn't figured out what to do with it yet. I think a lot of social media ends up, the immediacy of it is actually really hard for designers.
2: Right, right. Do you think you would ever, like, I think, I know you were kind of joking about the ideal for a designer would be able to approve everything, but in some ways, I actually think that would be interesting. You know, now it's sort of like everyone is covering it, everyone's tweeting photos, everyone knows how to use Snapchat. Like, we're at that point now where everyone is doing that. It's not the same as it was five years ago when it was like, That was almost a story that this blogger in the front row would whip out her phone. Now everyone is doing that.
1: That was a story in like 2007 or 2008 when Brian Boy sat front row at Adulting Gabon and Show with a computer, with a laptop. Right. That was like, oh my God bloggers with laptops, like right. laptops were this brand new invention, and like can you believe it's that, like the that they're there in the fashion show?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, you
1: keep saying everyone knows how to use Snapchat, I've, I I'm really struggle.
2: Yeah, me
3: too.
1: <laughs> I know, why do I say it? everyone knows how to use it, where it's like do I even know how to use it? You spent it? like 20 minutes trying to
2: explain it to right. Charles today. I just
1: no, 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 how no, to no, no, it, it was
2: just on a refresh. <laughs> just a refresh. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, here's the thing for old people in Snapchat, it's like we don't necessarily, I'm referring referring to all of us in the room as old people but um excuse me excuse me i'm 17. but it's like all of our friends are on it like most people use snapchat as a messaging app so if your a hundred friends that you talk to all the time aren't regular snapchat users it's really hard to become one which I think is what is hard for older, you know, like if you're a 13 year old, literally everyone you've ever talked to in your life is snapping you all day long. Right, so yeah. that's as natural to you as texting. You know, like most young people don't text; they're just snapping back and forth. But for us, it's like I would never like communicate with you guys. Like I would never be like, "Amy, like I'm gonna be late today," and, like convey that <laughs> over Snapchat.
1: Oh, I kind of wish you would, although I wouldn't <laughs> see it until the next day because right. I forget that it's on my phone.
2: Exactly. I feel like a major. You could like
1: write, take a picture of like something ugly and just write it with your finger and, like, big, ugly right. red letters.
2: Exactly. I know. I hate that it defaults to that disgusting
1: red color. There's actually oh, probably a way to change it. Oh, I think the the red the, I think the ugliness of it is what makes it so funny and why I actually enjoy it when I remember that I have it.
3: Right. It reminds me of a murder movie. I never use the red. I always change it to something else.
1: The red is so murderous. I'm going to send you some weird snaps
2: later. <laughs> right. I'll see them tomorrow. on <laughs> Thursday. Just, I think red is, like, I know it's kind of a power color, but I feel like it's a boy color.
1: It's aggressive. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Well, you're the pinkest person. I'm super pink. Like everything on Elisa's desk is is pink. Is I think
0: pink. my desk is pinker.
1: You yeah. <laughs> your, your desk is pinker.
0: I'm just saying.
3: You definitely have the most stuffed animals on your desk. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but there you know you can never have too many.
2: <laughs> okay, well this will be for our next episode, our desk.
0: Um, that will be a great children. one. No one
1: can wait. We can be all of Charles' children. Um, we should going, definitely do that. Yeah, we should clarify what it, what Charles means by his children. A
0: puppy kitty. That's actually
1: probably a whole other episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We won't
0: get into it. But you a can lot bring of them. them all in. Oh my god. Studio. Yeah. They need I'll need a, visual, a car. Need a you car. need a visual with the oh puppy god. kitties.
2: Yeah. I don't even know where to go from that. So I'm just going to dive welcome. into it. One thing I wanted to get you guys, you guys are the experts in the room. I'm the non-expert. I know nothing about fashion. But these are sort of like working on Cosmo questions we get a lot from readers and just sort of hear a lot about Fashion Week. So the first one, we kind of touched on this for just a baby second. But like, what do you wear to Fashion Week? What do you wear?
0: Something that someone loaned you because we can't afford any of the any of the clothes ourselves.
2: So it's very important. It's very important to like look cool and have your picture taken. So you're saying everybody that is doing that is probably borrowing something.
0: Yeah, I mean, well, it it matters to get your picture taken. I I feel like it matters less now, but at the same time, the only, you know, like you said, we can get uh, photos of the clothes. We can see them immediately, whether you're at the show or not. And, you know, a lot of people go to shows simply to be seen and to sort of increase their profile and to network. Um, I know a lot of people who have got jobs, through fashion week, just being around everyone else. So it's sort of in a way- Just
1: being around. Yeah. Just being around. Qualifications. That, for,
0: to work in Be fashion. Around. Be around. Pretty much.
2: I'm really good at being around.
0: <laughs> I'm not. I should work on that.
2: I'm, like, terrible at be- I'm never around, even when I am around. Um, okay, so how do you get into Fashion Week? You guys get invited because you're a fancy editor people and you're covering it for Cosmo, but, like, if I was a random person from Ohio that was, like, obsessed with fashion and I came to New York, how do I get to go to a show?
1: You can't. You can't. Okay. Well, unless you, like, did something crazy, which I will not endorse. Right. Like, wink, steal wink. a ticket and, like, sneak in, but... That's bad. Um, I mean, I'm sure there's contests bad. that someone's held over well, I, the years, but it's like, it's not on
3: a regular basis, I feel like.
1: Yeah, you have to work for a publication or for a department store and get a ticket to go, get an invitation to the show. Every show um, they send an, an invitation to, it's like going to, I don't know, 50 weddings. Right. <laughs> I guess, because that's kind of how they treat um, ticketing. They don't call them tickets, they call them invites. Right. It feels um, like that. The office,
2: when you guys are getting all of your invitations, they really do look like wedding invitations. Some of them are
1: like elaborate pop-ups. Right. They're beautiful. Some of them are yeah, like beautiful. written on grains of rice and a vial and come with a magnifying glass. Right. Like people get real <laughs> oh, serious about amazing. them.
0: I want be write. I want a 90s rice necklace Fashion Week invitation. Yes. It can be a choker style. And then really you can great. cover
2: the show on your like GeoCities webpage. Oh,
0: absolutely. Yes. Music by MySpace.
1: Music by Myspace, exactly. Wait, I want to, can we go back to the question about what people wear? Because Carly, you always look cute, and you have to, like, do a lot of running around.
3: Carly, you look cute always. Thank you. I feel like with Fashion Week, you know, everyone's getting their picture taken like Charles said. It's really not, I mean, it's. I think it's less it's kind of cool factor even though when you do get your picture taken you're like oh that my outfit was validated today you know like in some right. way shape or form for me I'm going backstage a lot because for beauty it's it's more important to be backstage than it is front of house so I always am trying and to figure and when you say backstage
2: you mean actually like back with the models who are getting their makeup yes. done and are changing and getting ready to walk on the runway
3: yes because so as beauty editors you want to go back and you're trying to find out what the trends are so that we can tell you know everyone even though they can also see it in real time but it's nice to have you know a curated you know we always do like a curated list of here are the trends you need to know so that it's just like in a collective space but for me I'm I'm huge on mixing high and low you know I might have one expensive thing on or, or maybe not I'm a huge fan of Zara and H&M and I feel like you know, a lot of people always say, oh, where'd you get your outfit? And, and it's oftentimes head to toe, Zara, so.
2: But Carly, I love asking you, like, oh, my God, you look so cute. Where did you get your outfit? Because there's always something crazy. Like that one day you, you were wearing a bathing suit to work with, yes. like, a high-waisted skirt. We put you on Instagram. Like, Carly always has some, like, fun, like, or she's like, I found this in, like, my... And I, like, sewed a sleeve on it, and it was, like, a piece <laughs> of whatever, and I turned it that into That has a... never happened. <laughs> but you know what I mean.
3: Carly does, does not
0: sew. Yeah.
2: <laughs> you guys, I do know how to sew. However, I, I'm not sewing shirt, like. But you're, sleeves on shirts. But you're very stylish. <laughs> Thank you. Um, Thank you. That is actually one of my, Amy, we've talked about this before, but that is sort of one of my pet peeves with Fashion Week. I feel like it's always a joke in the winter, for instance, when there's Fashion Week in February, and it's freezing out, and you see people wearing these completely Ridiculous, not weather appropriate outfits at all. I'm sure this we'll see the same thing this fashion week where even though it's 90 degrees, people want to wear their like fur, fur, Uh, exactly, their fall clothes and really show off their wardrobes. I think that is ridiculous because I think if you're a person that's truly stylish, that means you look stylish even when it's 20
1: degrees out or even when it's 90 degrees out, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. But I mean, if you bought a fur shoe, like, where else you're going to wear a first shoe right Right. there's nowhere else that you can wear a first shoe and look normal right you gotta wear it to fashion week
0: well and also i think uh for a lot of people like wearing that whatever their newest trendiest item is even if they had to borrow it from someone it's sort of you're playing like a long game because people are going to use like blogs and even print magazines are going to use the photos that are Mm -hmm. taken at fashion week to like populate their sort of uh market pages and their you know street style like whatever kind of like fashion-y roundup thing they have going through the fall right so you know if you're wearing that like those trends right now like if you're if you wear if you end up wearing something that's actually loose and diaphanous and you know cool then you're going to become irrelevant. Like your photos are going to be irrelevant within a month when it's cold in most of the country.
2: Right. I had not thought about it, but these people are really thinking about like I want this picture of me that was taken in September to end up in like a magazine
1: street style page. Yeah. Or I didn't every... realize that people thought about that. That depresses me.
0: Yeah. That's that's why I think that's why they end up wearing their like their like newest thing. That's well, yeah. Part there's of no it. other extra. Because otherwise, because otherwise, you're just otherwise. you know you're you're schvitzing like crazy, um, you know, just walking. Over. I don't
1: think that. Um, a lot of fashion people actually have any sweat glands.
0: Yes, they do. They do.
1: No, they don't. Kareem Royfeld, they do not. She does not have any sweat glands.
0: She's just, she's just only going, she, like, spends, like, literally 10 seconds outside, like, walking from the car, from the air-conditioned right, car to true. the air-conditioned venue. She's
3: not taking the subway that we're taking and, like, yeah. running right. in our heels and then getting there and looking like all our makeup is down on our chest. God, that right. happens
0: to me every day. <laughs> I'm really good at running in heels, though.
2: You're really good at running yeah. in heels. <laughs> we should have a video of you running in heels. <laughs> I feel like weirdly we do. Does that make <laughs> too fascist?
0: No, well, we have. On there was one video of me walking in heels. Okay, the only, so I've I only done it, it once. No, I was so you're really only good really at good it. at
1: walking in heels, not running.
0: I can I can fall down too. Like like it's great. It's really dramatic. My arms flail.
1: I love when like morning shows do a segment with like a model how to walk in high heels. Right. He put one foot in front of the other. I mean, it's like so insulting. Hey ladies, here's some <laughs> shoes. Do you think you can put them on and walk around? <laughs> Giselle will be back to talk to you for about it for 10 minutes.
0: And inevitably one of the one of the tips is going to be confidence. That's always that's always like even for walking in heels, how do you walk in heels? I just have confidence. <laughs> right. it's it's like the generic the generic fashion tip of all things it's confidence how do you feel sexy you're confident how do you look cool I have confidence you just have to believe in yourself which always drives me crazy when it's like some like ridiculously sexy like quote-unquote sexy like lingerie model being like what really makes you you feel sexy is just being confident I'm like, yeah. You're like, and easy your perfect for you to body, I'm like, right. hair, makeup. I'm like, I'm like, being constantly reinforced really doesn't do anything for that confidence. It's all internal. I get it.
1: Right, right. It would actually be nice if there was like a little more real talk about that.
0: About what? Confidence?
1: Like I did. talk, you can get that real talk in my book, *Tales from the Back Row*, available now wherever books are sold. <laughs> Your book is very real talk. That's that's real talk. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, you should get the book. But I do talk about covering the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show, and Carly, I know you and Charles, you both have been backstage at that, and. That sort of like model palooza. Yes. <laughs> you can talk to the world's top models all in one place um, over the course of like days and weeks because there's so many promotional events leading up to the show because mm-hmm. they just want you to talk about it forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of the models, you'll be like, you know, what makes you feel sexy? <laughs> and they'll say, I just. You know, I just, I just feel great. I just wake up and I put on a bra, and it's just, I feel so great. It's just like I feel confident in sex, and they like say nothing, right? Um, But I did interview Adriana Lima once, and I had a very real conversation with her uh, about what her regimen leading up to the Victoria's Secret Fashion Show is, and she. Actually goes on a very strict eating plan and a very strict workout plan. She works out twice a day, like the two weeks leading up to the show. And then like every day before that, she sees a nutritionist. And it's just like my takeaway from like hearing everything that she goes through. And it's very intense is that it's not something a normal person could ever, ever do Mm -hmm. because you would never have a nutritionist on call. You would never have this team of people surrounding you to make sure that you had whatever body you were aiming to have mm-hmm. by the Victoria's Secret fashion show. It's just completely unrealistic to think that you could ever look like these women.
2: Right. Well, right. I, I think that's sort of, you know, I feel like there has been so many studies done about the effect of like seeing images of models on people's self-esteem but like I think most people know that you know that's fake like no of course we can't be expected to work out all the time and to have a nutritionist on call and like you know I think one of the things that has been like a conversation in the industry is like people sort of accept that about models and actresses that they're not real people and they have every advantage in the world but it can almost feel a little different when it's like your friends on Instagram you know what I mean sort of that image of perfection uh, of perfection. Yeah. Well, I just did that shoot. Yes. Um, Amy just did a shoot where she lived like an Instagram blogger for a week and recreated like famous bloggers photos doing things like eating an entire watermelon like daintily out of a spoon with a twee, you know, hand cloth in Central Park. Yes. And (laughs) you should talk a little bit about that because I feel like that's a funny way of looking at the fashion industry and everything that goes into it.
1: Yeah. So the idea, I've always been obsessed with these with these people on Instagram as I think we all are. Um, and w- the idea was to just recreate some of the photos. So we did like the Kendall Jenner heart hair. We did a Kylie Jenner look. We did a Rumi Neely, AKA Fashion Toast look, an Eva Chen look. And it took a team of eight people. Charles Mostly styled. Me. Mostly Charles. <laughs> that's Charles. That's not untrue, actually. <laughs> Charles styled the entire thing, called in all the clothes for me because I would have had none of them. Um, And then we had an art director, a photographer, like an intern standing by. We made a video of it also, so you can see it on our YouTube page.
0: There was a perfume spritzer whose only job was to create mood and elegance through scent.
1: (laughs) Okay, now you're... That part isn't true. That's an embellishment. But anyway, (laughs) it was a squad of eight. My
0: lies are everything.
1: That's true. Yeah. Um, But it was a squad of eight to create these pictures. And, you know, and then they were retouched after that and... It was, I I had fake hair, a makeup artist, like, you know, we we really like tried to make them look as accurate as possible. You did and the
0: lip challenge for one. I had
1: my mouth doubled in size via lip liner. Um, to get that the Kylie k- Jenner. To get that, how did that feel? To get that Kylie Jenner, je ne sais quoi. <laughs> it felt extremely embarrassing, actually, because I wanted to go to the bathroom. And then it was like I had to leave the squad and go to the bathroom where I would encounter the other people who work in our office who wouldn't know why I was wearing like a tiny crop top. And the tightest pants on the planet and had like a bizarre mouth
0: you're welcome
2: (laughs) but the story is actually hilarious and it's so fun to see you creating these images and have this sense of like okay this literally took what did you say eight people to take one photo exactly
1: yeah but i think the thing to remember is that you know like we all edit our photos like it's just all it's all sort of an idea of a picture mm-hmm. it's not you're not ever looking at a real picture like Everything ever right yeah you even can't in, even, in, about it. Yeah, even in movies it's like that's all retouched and manipulated and you know all these images it's just they're a kind of an idea yeah yeah but when when
2: I love that go yeah. ahead but
3: when they're constantly thrown in your face you can feel like oh my gosh why doesn't my hair look like Blake Lively's meanwhile she has 35 tufts of hair that are fastened you know, all over her head to make her hair look like it's doubled in size or, you know, something along those lines Exactly. you can really start to feel, you know, bad about yourself. It's but, hard
2: not to compare. Right. Yeah. Sure. So, okay. Well, I, one thing, I feel like we, I know you guys have been going, okay, wait, really quick. How many fashion weeks have you covered, Charles? Ooh, so like a number? I want to say... 10?
0: No, more than 100.
1: that. hundred. A hundred?
0: No, maybe. I don't well, know. If I, you're I seventeen,
1: like, then it would be like yeah negative. yeah I'm 17 <laughs> so I just
0: started yesterday um, I not not yet. yet just
1: a little yeah of a little
0: bit of a Late bloomer on that one. Uh, No, I mean, I've probably done like 20 Fashion Weeks.
2: 20 Fashion Weeks. Okay. You mean how many? 20? How many have you done? Probably about the same as well. Okay. So you guys have done. This is not your first Oh, I've done it. You've done it. Okay. So each of you, starting with Charles, what was your most insane memory from Fashion Week? Like when you're telling a story to your friends at home in New Mexico, like what is your story about like this was an insane moment where it's like, oh my God, this is fashion. Whether that was insane in a good way or insane in a bad way. Now you're on the spot.
0: I know, I know. I hate the spot.
2: Oh, you have so many no, stories. No, I know. I have
0: lots of stories, but the um, but there's one
2: that's podcast safe.
0: Oh, wow! <laughs> wait to wait to, to tie my hands. Um, no, I feel like uh, well, one thing that I that I kind of always think about the the very first show that I went to was uh, this like club brand called Heatherette, and I was still an intern. I was interning at Nylon, and I remember. Uh, I remember going and just going with a girl who was, uh, like, on the, like, a staff member. And we just, like, sat down in the front row. And you had no idea? Oh, no, no, no. She knew what she was doing. Oh, I see. Devious. Yeah. She just sat us down. And then she was like, and I was like, I don't even have a seat. Like, I don't, is this okay? And she's like, if anyone talks to you you ignore them and then if they if they get in your face you just get right back in theirs (laughs) and I was like Like, Uh. I was terrified I mean and it was such like a weird like you know they were like back there like hot gluing the dresses together so it's not like it was like uh you know Oscar de la Renta or something but
1: yeah Paris Hilton used to walk in that show
0: uh, yeah (laughs) Uh, well and you know the the season before I went um uh this Famous like transvestite in New York, like ran naked screaming down the runway, and that was like how oh my they God. opened it. That's so fabulous. Um, I know. So it was. It was. Uh, I ended up being. I ended up like sitting there, and someone did try to like push me out of the seat. And Heather, who was the person from Nylon who took me, she like got in their face for me, and she was like, "You don't even know who he is." Oh And my I was God. like, "Yeah, no one does." <laughs>
2: <laughs> I I'm love like, my that. mom
0: knows who I am.
2: <laughs> that is such a great story, though. I love that your first Fashion Week. It was like, if anyone talks to you, ignore them. If they keep talking, talk back. I yeah. feel like that actually explains a lot about you, Charles. I know you better now.
0: Yeah, well, you know. I'm 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 <laughs> a I'm a you know, I'm a I'm a many many petals on my flower, you know. It's, yeah. Um
1: <laughs> Okay, Amy, what about you? Your most insane fashion week moment. Most insane fashion week moment. Um That's a good question. Um so I did go There are so many every yeah. fashion week something crazy happens. Yeah. Um When I was covering fashion shows, when I was at New York Magazine and I was blogging for The Cut, um, I went to, I want to say the Rodarte show. And Rodarte is like very serious fashion person's fashion. Right. Um, And that's like where uh, people wear leather jumpsuits and sit in the front row and like everyone is really skinny and... um, You know, if you don't get it, like, you are a dummy. Right. Um, It's just, like, the fashioniest that it gets, especially in New York, uh, which isn't that avant-garde. So I'm at this very serious fashion show, and Kanye West is there. And this was around the time when he was going to a lot of fashion shows, and there were items in the gossip pages about how he would show up to shows, and designers would be like, go away. Mm. You don't have a ticket. Wow. (laughs) What are you doing here? Um, but he's at this show, and you know I had to go to, to this stuff and interview these people. And I went up to him after the show. He was just like standing next to me, and I was like, "Hey, can I ask you a couple of questions?" And he's like, "Sorry, I'm not doing questions this season." And then <laughs> he was really, really nice about it. And then I guess I looked sad because he gave me a side hug, and he like, like my face like pressed up against the side of his face. <laughs> Which oh seems God. like much more significant now that he's married to Kim Kardashian and they've spawned North, the baby. Um, but then it was just like he was this like sad celebrity who was going on these fashion shows. <laughs> he
2: gave you a side hug, but he was just
1: like he was cool, even though he didn't want to talk. Like I get it, like not people don't always want to do an interview. Um, but he was just like really like chill about it.
2: I actually love that so much, and I want to steal that from my regular life. Like, oh, I'm not doing questions this season. Like, the idea of putting this season after something, I feel like it's so <laughs> legit.
0: I'm going to do that in our next ideas meeting. Right. I'm not doing ideas right now.
2: This season? This
3: season. Yeah. Which means, like, this week.
2: Right, Because exactly. next week's a new season. I love that. Kanye, that is a really good fashion moment. I love that. Carly, what about you? Most insane fashion week moment? Go. Okay. So, during
3: fashion week one, so there's, our industry doesn't stop. You know, I, I still go to beauty events and things like that during fashion week, and when when Fashion Week is happening, you know there's a lot of celebrities in town because they make a the point to go to a lot of shows. And I remember that Usher was launching this fragrance, right? So after work, I went to it, and it was like a midst amidst going into all these shows. And I was there, and I was leaving, um, leaving the event, and it was I had to go through that through like a, I don't know, constructed tunnel that they that this fragrance company made. And as I was walking through the tunnel, I saw some woman's hair like. Bouncing to her every step, and then into the light is Beyonce, and it's no. me and Beyonce in this tunnel. And like my, um you could bring a friend to this event, and my two members of my family were with me, and we were standing there. Like I looked like a train was about to hit me because I was <laughs> like, "Oh my god, she's right there." She was walking toward me. Oh my like, god,
2: I'm imagining her like like silhouetted. No, and it like was. Halo. It was like a
3: movie. She yeah. was silhouetted, and she was like bounce, like her hair was like boom. And then she was like, ah. "Oh my god!" And then I died. And then I came back to life. Right? Did you? And like, I'm here to tell this tale. Okay. Did you make eye contact? From, not the background. From, not From the, the background. Beyonce From the tunnel.
1: tunnel.
3: <laughs> yeah. We, I did make co- eye contact. She didn't care because she didn't care. Know, she's like,
2: "Could you smell her?" No. No.
1: No. All I could
3: smell was Usher fragrance.
1: <laughs> I bet that smelled delicious. It was
3: just looming. Celebrity fragrance is fragrances
1: <laughs> always. Do. I, have, I
3: have mad love for Usher because. Another he fragrance event. to you. <laughs> no, and another fragrance event for Usher. It was my brother's birthday, and I was on the phone with him before I went to this event. My brother loves Usher, and he was like, he's like, yeah, he's like, tell Usher I said what's up, like, you know, see if he'll call me for my birthday. So when I was there, we had like, it was like a three-on-one interview. So there's only three editors in this in this room, and. I was like, hey, it was after the interview. I was like, would you do me a big favor? I want to surprise my brother. Would you call him and tell him happy birthday? And he did. And he talked to him on the phone for five minutes. No.
2: Oh, my God.
1: That's awesome. That is amazing. It
3: made my brother's life. What
2: did they (laughs) even talk about? Five minutes is a long call. I know. He
3: was like, oh, man, happy birthday. Like, what are you up to today? Are you going out? Like, it was just really cute. Like, they just had a chat.
2: You know, now that that you're saying this, I also have mad love for Usher because I basically went to an event for, like, what is it, Island Def Jam or whatever. The Remember how Usher discovered Justin Bieber? So, like, the minute Justin Bieber was born, like, the first time they ever showed the video. Usher
1: was actually the doctor who delivered Justin Bieber (laughs) (laughs) when his mother was in the hospital. He pulled him out
2: of the room. Um, Yeah, so, and, you know, Justin Bieber has just become a really significant figure in my life. So... (laughs) Wait, since Thank when? What do you mean? <laughs> oh, I'm definitely team Bieber. This is like a thing in the office. Like since when? Here. I'm team Bieber. Oh my God, nice I love him. I love him. You've loved him for a long time. I have
3: too. I'm yeah. just an into his swag. I know he looks like a little boy, He's, but he yeah. just like has moves. I don't know.
2: And if you don't see him. If you are judging eyes. No, if you, I say anyone that, like Amy, if you're a hater, you just have to see him in concert and like, let me know if you feel the same way after. Cause it will make you feel <laughs>
1: things. Did you see you him in concert? You have seen him in concert. Yeah. You've, you've
0: seen him at the VS show. Didn't you? Really, oh, you,
1: I get. Oh, I totally forgot.
0: Yeah, he's, I mean, I mean, like, yeah. <laughs> I he, guess
1: that proves your theory wrong. <laughs> so, well, that doesn't count. That was like one song. It
0: was three songs. It
2: was three two. Songs. Uh,
1: okay, oh, that whatever. Counts. Um, I have I can't nothing. Count. I have nothing against don't need him. That I just like to give his fans shit. Right. 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 That's right. Okay, that's valid. Uh, that's
2: valid. The believers. I know they're a total. They're a total army.
1: Yeah. Um, but I would never like tweet anything bad about him.
2: <laughs> I love how that's a specific category of celeb—someone you would like tweet something bad about. Him. <laughs> it's like mm, I feel neutral. I wouldn't tweet something bad about him.
0: <laughs> I think this is a tweet best for my secret account, so which is Charles Manning's secret account at Twitter, like, however that works.
2: That's like already 140 characters. Right? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, what you are you saying otherwise? Tweet it's um, just an emoji. <laughs> Okay, so one last thing I want to ask you fashion people about is trends. So here's my thing. Every year it's like major trends out of Fashion Week, but it's literally always the same trends. Like it's like 70s, stripes, nautical. So are trends real? No. <laughs> no.
0: I mean, like short answer, no. Short answer, no. I mean, like, yeah, they, they exist, but there there's so many of them and they cycle through so fast that it's really...
2: Because that's how it feels. I'm like, why do I have to get excited about 70s every... It's like, is it still 1970?
0: Well, seventies is only recent, like in the last like year, become become like a like big trend. It, it
2: feels like it's always. Well, it's
0: because we were. On, I feel like it's because we work on the internet, so like I it can't even remember so a year ago that it's like that seems like a inordinately long amount of time. But for but you know, some things sort of will cycle in and out. But it, everything is so available, and our access to clothes at every price point is so massive now that nothing is ever. Uh, out of like out of style or in style that much and especially early in the week you're going to see any sort of trend thing that you see um even all throughout fashion week is really just going to be some the most generic kind of blanket trend we can find like i was like
1: dresses yeah
0: little pink dresses that's i was trying to think of like was there a trend out of yesterday and i was like pink dresses and white pants i'm Like it's it's so basic. Short Short
2: sleeves, yeah, Yeah. or like ballet. That's another one that's. I feel like that. Flat shoes with like. Yeah,
0: whenever whenever anyone is like, "Ooh, flats are back," I'm like, "But what?" (laughs)
2: <laughs> Most regular humans wear flats yeah. every single day. So, Charles, when you're so 20 fashion weeks, you're so, like, grizzly about it. When is I it am. Last? I'm a bear. But you also love Duh. fashion. So when is, tell me specifically, in specific detail with emotional words, when is the last time something fashion-related, like,
1: made you feel alive inside and brought you joy in your heart?
0: Oh, my Lord. Um, <laughs>
1: it was actually when I walked into the office today and he saw my outfit. That was definitely the time. (laughs) I mean, I felt something. (laughs) Um, That's every day. He felt felt something about your gym clothes.
0: Yeah. Um, No, I mean, actually, uh, I, like, I mean, it was exciting to, like, as far as, like, fashion shows and all of that goes, it's, it it has sort of lost a lot of its sort of glamour and excitement for me. What actually gets me excited, and this is going to sound so dorky, is when I'm working with someone, uh someone in the office or even a model, and I'm exposing them to something new that they actually end up liking for themselves that they feel like they can wear, Um, because I do think that fashion is something, you know, it's something that we live in. It's something that we actually you don't like exist in a in a photo shoot. You have to go do things and uh, helping someone to, you know, embrace that in themselves that actually gets me really excited. That makes me really happy. Like a genuine response from someone.
2: Right. When you see somebody that said, I can never wear a crop top. And you're like, no, you just need this style, this cut, and pair it with this. And someone's like, oh, my God, I feel so hot. Yeah. And yeah.
0: all all crop tops yeah.
2: specifically because you, you're like on a mission. I know, always. Like every girl, like a crop top for every girl.
0: I know. I, 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 do think, I do think that all those things work for everyone. So it's just so nice to be able to help someone to feel excited about it just for themselves you know it's great to go to see like a really high-end show and see just some beautiful artistic clothes like to just gaze at a valentino couture gown is incredible uh and i will i'll always there's like a certain poetry to some clothes that i can never really get enough of but i do think that sort of the most wonderful thing for me is Interactions I get to have, like even like when I have right. been able to dress you we've, or something. Yeah,
2: we've worked together.
0: It's it like everyone I, in the
2: office loves when Charles dresses them because y- we can tell it brings you joy.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, I, you know, I want you guys to be happy.
2: Right. Well, it's also fun to just push her. You also want us limits. to look naked. Yeah. <laughs> Charles is. No, no naked, so Your advice is always nac- like, Less naked adjacent.
0: Naked. Adjacent.
2: <laughs> um,
0: you know, it's like I want I want to create nipple confusion, um, which is my own trademarked. Um, term for <laughs> you know when you're like I think I can see a n- what is that uh, it's like so is it like is a it a print sheer... or is it an areola oh. like you don't know um, <laughs> oh my
2: god that sounds like it would be a Tumblr
0: nipple confusion <laughs> dot <laughs> <Tumblr> <laughs> dot like print
2: dot dot com yeah love it Carly you are more like me where you are a lover of things you love everything you I, I feel like you're always everything. excited you come back from Fashion Week and you're like guys the makeup artist was doing this backstage and I've never seen this before and da-da-da-da. Like, you love things.
3: Yeah, well, I think that I just, you know, <laughs> I love things. <laughs> <laughs>
2: things. <laughs> Forever. I mean, we all have to get dressed
3: every every day, so why not be excited about it? I love, you know, making outfits in the morning, but I also, you know, like, I like putting things together that I would be like, oh, like, I wouldn't normally, you know maybe I wouldn't normally put this together and like pushing my own limits and things like that. But I do love going to fashion week and learning new things because who doesn't love learning? And also it's like when you're, I've been in this industry for 10 years and when you've gone to 20 fashion weeks and you know, it's kind of more of the same, just regurgitated in a different way. You're kind of like, let's mix this up. Like, you know, when I'm, when I'm, introduced like a smoky eye in a different way i'm like oh my gosh it's so cool you know why wouldn't i have thought of doing it that way or you know now i can wear this or now i can show people how to wear it and you know like you were saying to your point charles Like, yes, you can wear a smoky eye if you think your eyes are too small or too big. Like, no, here's how to do it, you know? Right.
2: And Um, and with makeup, I mean, fashion is a little different because if you see a really cool dress on the runway, like, I, as a regular person, probably can't afford to go out and buy that. But, like, with makeup, like, you have access to the best makeup artists in the world. You see what they're doing, like, what crazy products they're putting on hair to style a ponytail in a different way. And it's like, you can actually go home and do that. Right. And And you do go home and do that. I do go home and do that. Why? You have to eat, breathe, sleep, everything, like, what
3: you do, you know? So you have to... You know, if if Charles, you know, didn't dress well or whatever, you you wouldn't take him seriously as an authority, you know. Yeah, if, if I, I
0: didn't have on these dirty Nikes and these <laughs> and these tight jeans, like no one would be no one would care what I had to say.
2: Wait, Charles, my favorite thing, nothing to do with anything, but my favorite thing you ever tweeted was something about how wearing white shoes in the rain is
1: luxury.
0: Yeah, that's <laughs> the definition of hashtag luxury. Right.
1: That's what Michael Kors says. He says to wear white jeans like when it just snowed that's how people know you're rich
2: oh my god you are not walking love that advice yeah Yeah, you're not
1: walking anywhere
0: oh no I mean I I live for uh, like white clothes and white shoes are my favorite thing and I'm a a sloppy mess so um I destroy all of them but I can't help it I still have to have them you Um, love it it brings you joy yeah
2: I stole this my life motto that I stole from a forever 21 billboard in Times square as one does as one does but it was like fly coach drink champagne which, even though I wouldn't fly Coach if I could help it, I don't to be totally think so. Honest. I'll be flying first class and that. drinking
1: champagne. Yeah, I know, you can do But is it
2: right? Okay, you're right, you're right, you're right. But if you're on a budget, isn't I just think there's something fabulous about, like, even if you're in Dumpy Coach, just, like, live your best life. I think that's with true.
3: Yeah. yeah, With I mean, champagne.
2: Yeah, with
0: champagne. mean, if you can't afford first class, then, yeah. I mean, I once drank a bottle of, a, like, a warm bottle of Dom Perignon on the floor of my kitchen, like, out of the bottle, like, with some old Chinese food.
2: No, that's and so. And it did. It felt it felt really glamorous. No, no, no. I get it. Yeah, yeah I feel it, like it, was a dark. it felt it, it felt
0: it felt really glamorous because yeah. there was so much garbage all over my apartment that I couldn't sit anywhere. Right Tears. and um, and then you know I was just like I was like, oh, this is sad. Right. So I really need to open up that freaking fancy bottle of of champagne to like make it not so sad that I'm sitting on the floor of my kitchen with no clean No, but
2: there's nothing more poor and I don't mean like actually poor, but I mean like lifestyle emotionally poor than being like, I have this one fancy bottle of champagne that I have to save for like when I get promoted. It's like, no, you drink that on a Tuesday with your day old Chinese food. Yes. That's fabulous.
0: Yes, that yeah that it that is that is white sh- that's white shoes in the rain. Yes, I should write a song like uh, white shoes in the rain, <laughs> champagne <laughs> on the floor. I mean, Carly, you can I'm jump clearly clearly in here. Amazing.
3: Sing. I do not know what this chorus <laughs> would be, so I'm gonna. You're talk like. About
0: that. <laughs> You're, the chorus is glamour, <laughs> so beautiful and glamorous. White shoes in the rain. Yeah. No,
2: Amy, this is reminding me of the ideas meeting one time at work where you were like, I could write the song of summer. Like, like it's hard. I still want you to write the song of summer.
1: I still don't think it's hard. I also studied classical piano for ten years, so I can obviously do it. You can obviously. And Carly sing. actually knows how to sing. Right. We should do this. I know how to sing Not right now, though. <laughs> <laughs> That will be another podcast. We'll try to write the song in the summer. I'll play a keyboard, and I don't know, Charles. You can bang on a tambourine or something.
0: I will. I will. I will be. I will be lead vocal. Um, geniuses are never fully appreciated in their time, <laughs> <laughs> and I think that the attitude here proves beyond a doubt that I am a true genius. As if there was any doubt, and there wasn't. Not if you ask my mom. <laughs> Anne thinks I'm really smart and really good looking. Just so you know.
1: Just so you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Is there anything else you want to talk about? I don't know. (laughs) Do you (laughs) you have any other questions on your list that um, seem good? I
2: have. I've been, like, going totally off the list. Actually, Amy, I do have a question um, for you. Your book, Tales from the Back Row, is out now. um, So definitely want to talk about that while we're still on the subject. But... I wondered, you open your book with a prologue where you talk about being at the Alexander Wang show. And your book covers a lot of aspects of fashion. So Fashion Week, which we've talked about, Victoria's Secret Fashion Week, editors, your interview with Anna Wintour, which is my favorite chapter, celebrities, designers, Rachel Zoe, everything. But you open with a specific anecdote about this moment of being at the Alexander Wang show. Why was that the way you wanted to start this entire book? I think that's interesting to choose that one moment and say this is how this story begins.
1: So I think that that, Uh, I went to the Alexander Wang show in February of 2008, and he showed a collection that put him on the map, and it was like, remembering it in my mind, it was like kind of grungy looking, and like ripped tights, and like shorts over tights. and All black. Black, and sort of asymmetrical, and I didn't see anything, not to like, I think that I love that label, and I I always love going to that show, but I go to the show, and then it's like the hottest show of fashion week. And I'm like, what? Like I just had no idea. I did not get it at all. I'm like, wow, like this is what peop- this is what is exciting to people. It's just like some cardigans, and like an asymmetrical vest and some ripped black tights. And to see people get excited about that, that that's when I think I first really felt like, wow, I am in a different world that I have never been in before. And everything I thought I knew about fashion I actually don't know. And that was just a very memorable show for me because i just didn't i just didn't understand why that was so awesome to people
0: i feel like part of that show in particular i, I was because back then he was working with that model Aaron Wasson on like yeah. his collections and he came out of nowhere to have all these huge models like big like really important like early aughts models in the shows. And, like, fashion people, we all get, like, super excited about right. about those, like... Like, the term supermodel gets, like, thrown around a lot. Like, anyone who has a social media presence at this point gets called a supermodel. But I just remember, the, you know, you would see these girls who were otherwise walking Chanel and Dior. The and, major shows. Yeah, and then they're, like, all at Wang. Right. Which, like, at New York is unusual in the first place to have like that many sort of big names and it really just felt like a like a greatest hit so people get like you know you get super excited right. and wang to this day it's like every major girl is going to walk in that show so
2: it's like the bad blood music video of yeah. the fashion world
0: yeah and <laughs> full of, full of <laughs> black I'm like let's it's compare great.
2: it to something i know about
0: Taylor Swift. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no it
3: is right. exactly that yeah. half the girls in that video were in art walk in his
2: show all the time so so that, I think, is so interesting to know that this was, like, sort of a moment where everybody was paying attention. And, Amy, for you, was this real, like, realization of, like, almost how much you didn't know and, like, what a fish out of water you were. Um, and, of course, your whole book sort of explores that idea of being an outsider in this very insidery world. But does anybody really
1: feel like an insider? I bet Kareen Reitfeld does. Yeah. Going back to her. Yeah. Yeah. I bet she does.
2: Yeah. So maybe, like, maybe that, like, top 1%. But, like,
1: I think just the way the industry is. Yeah. It's funny, though, because the industry is 1%. The industry is so tiny. Right. It's such a small thing.
0: And I would say that even within the industry, like, like, yeah, like Kareen, Kareen just exudes confidence. Like, you're lucky I'm here. I'm everything. Her and also, um, Anna De La Russo, but I've seen other people who really are extremely high up in this game, and they like walking around in clothes that they are clearly so uncomfortable in. Sure. Um, and just sort of like looking around, like, it, like, is anyone going to talk? I hope that, like, I hope no one talks to me because I'm afraid that they're going to ask me a question I won't be able to answer, or I just I, like no one sitting next to me that I already know, and it makes them insecure you know it's it's crazy even the heads of magazines right. you can see this like look of abject fear because a lot of fashion ends up being about like you know when you make your whole like life and your ethos about how exclusive and fabulous you are then it's easy to be to have that like toppled and to get mm. nervous you know and to feel like uh it you know like oh my god maybe maybe people aren't buying my hype, or, you know, it's, it, it's, it's disingenuous. Well, it's a performance,
2: and you're yeah. putting on a costume, yeah, so that. there's always a feeling of, like, did I do this the wrong way? I think even when you're at this the super top of things. And I think it's just even, like, on a human level, like, th- that sort of experience of the most popular girl in high school, but then you get drunk with her, like, a few years later, and realize that she felt like she was a hot mess the whole
1: time. You know what I mean? I mean, I kind of feel like, though, too, like, uh, these people who are in this industry, it's not about... Clawing their way—that they love fashion, right? They love it, and that's why they're doing it. And it's not about getting photographed, and you know, like mm-hmm. I mean, it has become that. But like I interviewed Anna Della Russo, the um, fashion director of Japanese Vogue, who's a major street style presence at every fashion week, and she was like, you know, I toiled for 20 years. I was packing trunks and, like, going to shows. I never missed a show. I had terrible seats. She did all the grunt work, and then she emerged as this, like, street-style swan, and she was like, I love the attention, and it's great, and I'm going to enjoy it, and if it goes away, so what? But the thing that she loves is fashion and collecting clothes, and that's really why she does it.
3: Right. But that honestly was nice, too. That's refreshing. Right. it's hard when you're a young person, you know, Trying to make a name for yourself in this industry, and you just, you know, it's nice to hear the people who have made it like 30 years later or whatever. It's just, it doesn't have to be, you know, an- how many you don't Instagram have to get an followers success. you have.
2: Exactly. I think, do you know, and I like, feel like fashion week is like super stressful and like whatever. Um so I'm it's happy to well, sitting and looking at some dresses. I know but it's yeah, just it's like oh really like I'm happy to sort of just and like people observe freak out about it through your guys' stories and, and through social media. But do you know what I love? That's so like cheesy and stupid but I love I love at night walking down Fifth Avenue when it's like all closed and just like looking at the windows of like all the stores and there's like no people and you can never buy anything but it's just like hangs in the windows like art. And it's like these things are so beautiful. I love that.
0: Yeah, no, totally. I actually, um uh, he sung who we work with and I did that the other night. Um, we went to dinner and then we were walking um along Madison for probably like forty five minutes, just like looking in windows, yeah. like taking pictures, doing um you know, but it, it was pretty empty and it, it was great. We got to look really closely at all the clothes and yeah. um it's it's such a beautiful it is like the things that go into the windows, depending on the store, really are like sort of these art showpieces, right? And it is nice to like really see them in person, right? Which is part of the appeal of like going to Fashion Week—that you right. actually get to see these things in person. But at the same time, it's so fast, you know, like that—that that dress is on the runway for all of forty-five seconds, sure. So you don't really get so much of a sense of it. And in stores, it's actually kind of wonderful to to, see to get them. that.
2: So I think that's a wonderful note to end on. Like these beautiful things are kind of actually accessible to everyone. Just like walk down the street. Well, except for they're not. (laughs) Well, you maybe can't. You maybe can't buy them, but you can see them. You can get the knockoff at Zara. That's good
1: enough for me, to be honest with you.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I would. I would um, do the fashion equivalent of flying first class if I could, but. All right. Um, thank you, Amy and Carly and Charles. You're For welcome. joining our Fashion Week episode of our don't first year podcast. Yeah,
1: don't forget to um, check out the book, Tales from the Back Row, An Outsider's View from Inside the Fashion Industry. Instagram your copy with the hashtag, Tales from the Back Row. Tag me in it. I'm instamey Odell. See what I did there. <laughs> Um, and oh, you can my be, God, I just got it. You can be entered to win um, an awesome prize pack from the Cosmo Beauty Closet and a signed book and a cats and abs and mouse pad and awesome, awesome shit. So get the book and Instagram it. And it's
2: so fascinating and interesting and made me think about fashion and so funny. much differently. And very, very funny. So you guys will love it. Thank you so much for tuning in. See you at the next Cosmo Happy Hour.
0: I love you all.